welcome to According to the Scriptures. My name is Kyle Webb, and I serve as the minister for the Mars Hill Church of Christ that meets in Christiana, Tennessee. I am happy that you have joined our program for today. Uh, you'll notice that my voice sounds a little bit different today, um, a little bit hoarse, and so just bear with me and we'll get through it, I think. I've got my water ready in case I need it, uh, but anyway. Uh, again, I just thank you for, for being with us today. I want to remind you uh, to go to our website if you have not done so already. You may go to www.marshillcoc.org. Again, marshillcoc.org. And we have a great deal of information about our congregation, about where we meet, when we meet. All of that is on the website. Uh, there's also on the front page a quick links to anything that we do throughout the week. And uh, so you can, can view our bulletin from there. Uh, you can uh, you also get any kind of lessons that we have. All of our worship services, there are links to those, uh, both video and audio. And uh, if you go to the links page, there's a, a link to our podcast and also to TGRN. Um, but anyway, go to the website. There are a great deal of resources there. Also at the bottom of the, the front page, um, the, the home page, as soon as you get there, there is a send us a message link at the bottom of that page. And you can send us a message. Um, you can tell us that we're doing a good job. You can, um, offer ideas and things of that nature, especially lesson ideas. I love receiving lesson ideas, and I still have not picked a topic for us to discuss, depending on how far we get today. Uh, I don't really have anything in mind beyond uh, this series that we have been. Uh, we've been studying underdogs of the Bible, and I haven't really thought beyond that as to what we are going to study. So uh, if you want to offer suggestions or any kind of comments, we would love to hear from you, and you can send us a message. Uh, you can call us at the church building, um, but all of that information is on the website. And so I would invite you to, to take a look at it if you have not done so already. Today we are continuing a study that we began yes, or yesterday, uh, last week, last Tuesday, on Evangelistic Paul. And today we may finish that lesson. We may not finish that lesson. We'll see how, how far we get. Um, but we are talking about Paul. And we're talking about him as an underdog of the Bible. An unlikely hero of sorts. Because uh, as we look at his life, we recognize that, uh, that there are some things in his life that, that would seem him from being a faithful of God that would seem to keep him from from doing anything uh, that that was productive in 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 that light, uh, but it doesn't. And so we'll we'll look at those things again in a moment. But before we get into our lesson for today, let's bow in a word of prayer. Our holy and righteous heavenly Father. We thank you for the many blessings that you've given to us. We thank you for this day. We thank you for our time together. 
We thank you for the ability that we have to to study your word together. And we pray, Father, that you would bless us in our studies. Help us to have a good understanding of the things that that you have, have given us and help us to apply it to our own lives. One of the greatest lessons that we learned from Paul is that that, that he could change. And just as he changed, so can we. And we pray, Father, that you would help us to, to be the, the type of people that you would have us to be. Help us to lead lost souls to you and help us to do your will in all things. We are thankful for your son, for his sacrifice for our sins and for all that he means to us. And it is through Jesus that we humbly pray. Amen. As I mentioned before, we, we began last week looking at, at Saul, really, as he was formerly known. Saul, we, we read about his early life. We, we read about some of the things that, that, that really tell us who he is, and, or at least who he was up to this point. Uh, we know that, that he was a Jew, and we, we know that he was, uh, concerning the law, he refers to himself as a Pharisee, um, or, or at least like the Pharisees. Um, he had a great deal of knowledge about God's word, uh, about the things that, that had been provided in the old law. He knew that law very well. Uh, he had been circumcised. He was uh, a Jew of the Jews, if you will. But even in all of this, even with his much learning and, and things of that nature, Paul was very misguided, uh, misguided by those around him, by the example of those around him. Uh, he, he was misguided in his beliefs uh, about God and what he thought proper service to God should be. He was very misguided on all of these things. And what we learn of him is that he persecuted the church. In Acts 22, and beginning with verse 4, he says, I persecuted this way, the way of Christ, the way being Christ. I persecuted this way to the death, binding and delivering into prisons, both men and women. As we, we see that, he thought he was doing the right thing. But again, he was misguided in his uh, assumptions and, and the things that, that he believed. In regard to Stephen and Stephen's death as a martyr, Stephen was a faithful Christian, and, and he preached a, a wonderful sermon in Acts chapter 7. But the crowd was moved in, in a very unflattering way, and, uh, to say the least, and they, they stoned him to death because of his words. They thought that he spoke blasphemy, and the worst part about it is, is Saul's presence here. We see that in the stoning of Stephen, that this young man named Saul, 
he held the the clothes, the the cloaks, uh, the jackets, if you will, of those who were there, those who stoned him, and he was consenting to his death, as we read in chapter eight of Acts and verse one. So Saul, we see that he he was a persecutor of the church. And, and he, he says often in his writings, uh, or he refers to, to this past. But as he refers to his past, he, he always refers to himself as, as misguided in what he was doing. And, and he did not know that he was persecuting the way. Until we come to his conversion in Acts chapter 9. And that's where we're going to pick up today with our lesson, and we'll, we'll continue uh, from there. And we'll see how far we get today. If we get through all of it, that's great. If we don't, then we'll pick it up next week. But Acts chapter 9, we read of Saul's conversion. And we see that he is a changed man. And in light of the fact that he is a changed man, he also is given a new name. Uh, a little bit later on in the book of Acts. But as we read of him in Acts chapter 9, we read of him as Saul. We read of his conversion in verses 1 through 9 of Acts chapter 9, if you would like to follow along, and I certainly encourage you to do so. Acts chapter 9 and verse 1. Then Saul, still breathing threats and murder against the disciples of the Lord, went to the high priest and asked letters from him to the synagogues of Damascus, so that if he found any who were of the way, whether men or women, he might bring them bound to Jerusalem. As he journeyed, he came near Damascus, and suddenly a light shone around him from heaven. Then he fell to the ground and heard a voice saying to him, Saul, Saul, why are you persecuting me? And he said, Who are you, Lord? Then the Lord said, I am Jesus, whom you are persecuting. It is hard for you to kick against the goads. Verse 6, So he, trembling and astonished, said, Lord, what do you want me to do? Then the Lord said to him, Arise and go into the city, and you will be told what you must do. And the men who journeyed with him stood speechless, hearing a voice, but seeing no one. Then Saul arose from the ground, and when his eyes were opened, he saw no one. But they led him by the hand, and brought him into Damascus. And he was three days without sight, and neither ate nor drank. We see that, that he has this experience with Christ, with Jesus. And this experience is going to change him in ways that, that we really can only imagine. We don't know exactly what was within his heart. 
We don't know exactly what his thought process was. We know somewhat. We have an idea, but we don't know exactly what was going on within him. But we do know what is going on without him, uh, outside of, of his inner spirit. He has this encounter, and only he is able to see. And, and he hears the voice. Saul, Saul, why are you persecuting me? Saul, Saul, why are you persecuting me? Can you imagine what he must have felt in that moment? Thinking that he had done right all of his life, and now this question is being asked of him. Why are you persecuting me? And he doesn't know exactly who is speaking? Who are you, Lord? And the reply, I am Jesus, whom you are persecuting. It is hard for you to kick against the goads or to kick against the pricks is another way of putting this. I heard a sermon a couple of weeks ago and dealt a great deal with Saul and his conversion. And, and the meaning was provided. Uh, the speaker was Billy Henson. And he said this of, of what is said by Jesus in verse 5. He said that, that, that Paul here, Saul, was fighting a losing battle. He thought he was fighting for the Lord, but he was again, actually fighting against the Lord even though he didn't realize it. And you can't fight a battle against the Lord. You will lose every time. He was fighting a battle against the Lord, even though he didn't realize it. And that's what he, he's doing. He's fighting a losing battle. It is hard for you to kick against the goads. I think that's probably one of the, the best explanations that I've heard of this voice or of, of, of this verse. He asked, what, what do you want me to do? And he is told to go into the city and you will be told what you must do. He thought that he was doing the right thing. And yet he wasn't. And so this light being all around him, this encounter with Jesus greatly changed what was going to happen going forward. It was going to greatly change his life. Not just physically, as he was left without sight, he neither, neither ate nor drank, Three days, 
he is left without his sight. And we'll read in a moment what he does, but this encounter is going to greatly change his life. We come to verse 10 of Acts chapter 9. Verse 10. Now there was a certain disciple at Damascus named Ananias. And to him the Lord said in a vision, Ananias. And he said, Here I am, Lord. So the Lord said to him, Arise and go to the street called Straight, and inquire at the house of Judas for one called Saul of Tarsus. For behold, he is praying. And in a vision he has seen a man named Ananias coming in and putting his hand on him so that he might receive his sight. And Ananias answered, Lord, I've heard from many about this man, how much harm he has done to the saints in Jerusalem, and here he has authority from the chief priests to bind all who call on your name. But the Lord said to him, Go, for he is a chosen vessel of mine to bear my name before Gentiles, kings, and the children of Israel. For I will show him how many things he must suffer for my name's sake. And Ananias went his way and entered the house, and laying his hands on him, he said, Brother Saul, the Lord Jesus, who appeared to you on the road as you came, has sent me that you may receive your sight and be filled with the Holy Spirit. Immediately there fell from his eyes something like scales, and he received his sight at once, and he arose and was baptized. So when he had received food, he was strengthened, and Saul spent some days with the disciples at Damascus. Ananias comes to him. Ananias is uh, appeared to in a vision. Um, by the Lord, and he is called to go to him, and yet Ananias is hesitant to do so. Why? Because he's heard many things about him. You see, Saul has a reputation as one who is a persecutor, a strong persecutor of the church. And so he is hesitant to go to him, but he is told in verse 15, Go, for he is a chosen vessel of mine to bear my name before Gentiles, kings, and the children of Israel, for I will show him how many things he must suffer for my name's sake. We're going to come back to that later on. If not today, then we'll come back to it next week. But but we'll talk a little bit more about what it means that he was a chosen vessel. But I want you to notice something is, is that Saul was chosen. And that's going to be a very key thing in his life in the future. As far as what he becomes. Ananias is hesitant, hesitant but he does go to Saul. And he does exactly what he is told to do. Brother Saul, the Lord Jesus, who appeared to you on the road as you came, has sent me that you may receive your sight and be filled with the Holy Spirit.
from what we know of Saul, he had spent three days here in prayer. Three days he had spent uh, praying to God. And in all of this, you know, just the, the just thinking of, of what might have happened within those three days that he is unable to see, unable to focus on anything except for what has happened. And this experience with Jesus and the voice that he had heard. Even when Ananias comes to him, don't be deceived into thinking that that because he's referred to his brother, that that he is already saved. There's more for him to do. As we read in Acts chapter 22, uh, he, he must be baptized and he is baptized. And that is what brings him to salvation. Just as Ananias told him, so he is saved through his obedience, not just his faith, but his obedience as well. It's important that Ananias goes to Saul. It's important for us to notice that Jesus himself does not tell Saul to arise and be baptized and call upon the name of the Lord. It's Ananias that is sent to Saul. The gospel comes through people, through man. The gospel is given to man, and it is only ever shared by man. Not by Jesus and not by angels, but by man. Man is given responsibility in carrying the gospel, and Ananias is given that responsibility as an evangelist, as a minister, as a preacher of the gospel. And he takes on that responsibility, and he is sent to Saul. And Saul obeys the gospel because of what Ananias does in in carrying the gospel to him. There fell from his eyes something like scales, and he received his sight at once, and he arose and was baptized. Why was he baptized? Because he was not yet saved. Even though this is a very miraculous thing, this is something that only the Lord could cause, this uh, blindness, this temporary blindness, and these things like scales coming from his eyes so that he can see once again. He still must obey the gospel, just as you and I are called to obey the gospel. Remember what Peter told the Jews on the day of Pentecost. Repent and let every one of you be baptized in the name of Jesus Christ for the remission of your sins. It's important that we do that. It's important that we obey. And it was important that Saul here obey the gospel. Was he a changed man afterwards? Oh, yes. We look at verse 20. Immediately he preached the Christ in the synagogues, that he is the Son of God. Then all who heard were amazed and said, Is this not he who destroyed those who called on this name in Jerusalem and has come here for that purpose so that he might bring them bound to the chief priests? Is this not the, the one that we've heard about? Is this not the one who 
has uh, this reputation, uh, a very bad reputation against the church. They were afraid. But he did go. And we see that, that he is helped by Barnabas and by others later on as well. But he is a changed man. Immediately, he preached the Christ in the synagogues. And we might think, well, he's a new Christian. What can he preach? He can preach what had happened to him. He can preach of his experience. He can preach of what he did to be saved. And we can do that too. We can preach of, uh, of those who have brought us the, the message that those who brought us to Christ have shown us. We can preach those things. And we can tell of what has been done for us so that we might be saved and what we must do in order to be saved. It says in verse 22 that Saul increased all the more in strength and confounded the Jews who dwelt in Damascus, proving that this Jesus is the Christ. It was undisputable in many ways. Oh, people can dispute it, but they can't get away from the fact that it is the truth. Saul went about preaching the gospel to a world that needed it. What a great lesson we learn from this, from his experience, from the things that he went through, from his life, from his faithfulness. There's so much that we learn. We still have a little bit more before we finish out this lesson, and we'll save that for next week. We've spent today in Acts chapter 9, and we'll move on to uh, some other places, some things that were, were taught about Saul. And then we'll close this lesson, and we'll close this series, Lord willing. I again invite you to visit our website, www.marshillcoc.org. And I invite you to tune in next week, next Tuesday at 11 a.m., and maybe my voice will be back by then, hopefully so. Um, but again, I thank you for listening today. I thank you for being a part of this program and and invite you to be a part of this program every week if you have that ability. Um, but, but thank you for your support and thank you for listening. Until we meet again, may God continue to bless you.